Hey there, wonderful human. Before we get started today, I wanted to give you the exciting update that my newest book, The Stories We Carry, is now available for pre-order. I'm so excited to release this newest book. As you may have heard, it's all about my journey of overcoming abuse and trauma and how I transformed shame into strength and pain into purpose, becoming a best-selling author, human trafficking ambassador, and global speaker who now gets to spread stories of hope and healing all across the world. This book has so many incredible stories that I have never been able to speak about before, including um, the 18 months that I spent personally investigating exploitation in my city, and I can't wait to share it with you. You can grab your personally signed copy at jazzrollinson.com slash the stories we carry. Thank you so much, and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Authors of Impact. I'm your host, Jazz Rawlinson, best-selling author, book coach, and all-round lover of impactful stories. Join with me as we go behind the memoir with some of the world's most influential authors, revealing the secrets and strategies that have helped each writer go from big idea to bestseller. I'll also share with you the techniques and tips that I use as a book coach and author that can help you better navigate the writing and publishing process for yourself. If you're ready to become an author of impact, this is the place for you. Hi there, fellow changemaker, and welcome back to another episode of Authors of Impact. I'm Jazz Rawlinson, your host, and today I'm going to be diving into a really common question that I get from aspiring authors, which again, dives into a bit of mindset and fears around sharing our story. But I wanted to touch on this question that I specifically got recently while I was doing a presentation for a Mind Valley event. And one of the the people who was at the event asked me this question of how do you prepare for backlash when it comes to your story or your book? And I thought it was a really interesting question. Um, this particular person asked it in relation to my personal story because I was sharing a little bit about my newest book, which has just gone into pre-launch. It's called The Stories We Carry. And I was talking a little bit about what it took to write this book, you know, what the process was like, and also what I'm struggling with at the moment or what I'm facing at the moment in terms of going public with some very difficult things that involve other people. And so I got asked this question of how do you avoid or how do you prepare for backlash? And so I wanted to do a mini coaching session today to share about some of those, um, some of the tips and some of the advice that I shared at that Mind Valley event, and also some things that may help you where you're at. Now, before we dive into it, I do need to share as always that obviously I'm not a legal professional, so you need to bear that in mind. It might be best in your particular circumstance to seek some legal advice and get some specific support around your story. So just bear that in mind. But what I will be diving into today is more about the mindset around sharing your story publicly and also some real and tangible things that you can do to help lessen um, the, the impact of criticism or help to lessen some of that backlash that may occur. So let's dive into it. So the biggest thing that I want to share is, you know, when it comes to our personal stories, we really do need to remember our why. We need to stay focused on why we are writing this book, why we are sharing our story, and who it is that we're actually writing for. 
it's really, really easy when you're writing about personal stories or really difficult memories and those that involve other people in your life or maybe even some or some people from your past that you would rather not come back into your life. It's really easy to focus on the fear around that. You know, the fear of what am my family going to say? What might my ex-partner say if they see me speaking out about things that happened in a previous relationship of mine? And again, I do need to stress, as I did, that you might need to get legal support for this. But it's really important to remember why you're writing this book and who you're writing for. Because at the end of the day, you are not writing for your family or your friends or the people who don't support you in bringing your message to the world. You're actually writing for the people who feel really alone and feel really unseen and unheard. And you're writing for those people who are looking for someone like you with the exact message that you've got and the exact story that you've got to stand up and show them you know, another way to show them a light and a path forward from where they are right now, which may be where you were many, many years ago. So that's that's one thing that's really helped me is to stay focused on who I'm writing for. And to give you an example of that, it has been quite difficult writing this newest book of mine, The Stories We Carry, because a lot of my memories from when I was young and I was going through family violence with my dad, I had to write about, you know, there was really no way to not write about my mum. I tried my best to keep it around my experience, but there were some situations where I did have to talk about what it was like for my mum or conversations that I had with my mum as a young teen, you know, asking why can't we just leave? You know, why why do we have to stay here? Why can't we why can't we make dad go? You, you know, all these really difficult things and some of the abuse that happened to my mum, you know, I did choose to write about that. And it, and that was hard. And I did have very open conversations with her. But at the same time, I guess I was ready to have that conversation with her if I needed to, where I would have said, I understand that this is difficult um, for, for you, for me to open up about these things that happened when I was younger. But it's also really important for me to be able to talk honestly about what I went through and how serious that time was. Now, I'm very lucky that my mum has has actually been incredibly supportive and she actually hasn't even read all of the book yet, but she's trusting me to to tell our story the way it needs to be told and trusting me that I'm sharing the details that need to be shared. I know not everybody has that kind of relationship with a parent and um, if, if you're in that situation, you know, my heart goes out to you. I have a lot of clients who have these conversations with me where they're trying to navigate these situations with family members or people close to them who don't want them to speak out about their own experiences. So I understand not everyone has that situation. Um, but it, as I said, really comes back to remembering that this is about your story and your individual experiences. And it, I think as long as you can focus on telling it respectfully and sensitively, that's what you need to focus on and also remembering the people who are out there right now waiting for a story like yours. You know, those are the people you need to focus on. So that's the first thing. The second tip that I gave is actually a bit of a interesting one. I don't know if you've thought of this before, but something that I actually did in the lead up to releasing the stories we carry was to go and find every single family member of my abuser 
and block them on social media. And this is interesting because I'm I'm not connected with anyone in his world and I haven't been for, you know, well over 15 years. I guess from an energetic standpoint, I just wanted to do something to break any kind of connection between us and to also ensure that when my story came out and my book's in the news and it's, you know, anywhere and everywhere, I wanted to do whatever I could to ensure that hopefully it wouldn't come up in their feed or we we wouldn't somehow be, you know, tied together through um, maybe if we have a mutual friend who'd liked one of my posts and then it popped up in their feed. I just wanted to do something to try and ensure that I had, that I felt safe, you know, from those people in his world. And not because they've they've done anything wrong to me. They're wonderful people, but I just didn't want to have any connection there. So that was the first thing that I did. Now, interesting story is that, and it's even hard to think about how to explain this in a short amount of time. I did this in a couple of months ago where I went through and blocked everyone that I knew of in his world. I found, you know, I looked up their names, found them, blocked them. And recently, you know, I've had quite a lot of media features come out. So that's why I'm able to talk about this publicly because it's not super obvious who I'm talking about. But one of the media outlets that was promoting my story and doing a feature on me and the stories we carry actually went to their page not too long ago to have a look at, you know, just to get an idea of when the article might be coming out. And no joke, I go to the top of their page and who do I see? But one of the family members of my abuser. And I just couldn't believe it. I, I just went, what, what? Like, why am I seeing this person's photo? And as it turned out, my abuser's, one of my abuser's family members is now working for that particular media outlet. And I have to admit that was extremely um, triggering in the moment. It was very, very difficult for me to see that and to know that she would be that she would, you know, most likely read my story. Now, I had to come back to reality when that happened and kind of remind myself that there's probably a very small chance that she would recognize me. Um, I'm sure she probably wouldn't even, you know, know me by my full name now. It's unlikely that she would recognize me at all. But it was still, it still brought up that fear and anxiety in me. And I just couldn't believe it. I was like, I could not make this up. Um, the fact that she was working there and she'd only just started and and this was exactly the same time that my story was was going live through that media outlet. So it was it was a bit of a crazy time. I share this to say that you can take every precaution, but there's only so much you can do. You know, I'm very thankful that I haven't had any backlash um, from his family. Uh, she's if she did recognize me, she certainly hasn't contacted me and said anything. However, the fact that I did block everyone in his life that I knew of means that they it, it is also very difficult for them to contact me. So that's a very raw and real story about that side of things. However, I do recommend that, you know, you, you do go through and block people that you don't necessarily want coming across your story when it comes out. It's just helping to create a bit of an energetic, um, do a bit of energetic cord cutting, I guess, around that. Uh, the next thing that I want to share is that if we, if you are going to go forward with releasing a book and sharing a story, you need to understand that there may be backlash in some capacity. It may be from somebody in your life. 
or it could also just be from a completely random troll on the internet who doesn't like the color of your hair. I've had that one before. Um, or they don't like something about you or they just don't agree with your message. Or it may be someone who's just having a whinge because your post came up in their feed and they just they just want to whinge about that. You know, I've certainly experienced all of that and seen all of that before. So there are a couple of things you can do around that. Firstly, if it's possible, if you have the capacity to hire someone or have somebody manage your social media and your emails, that's amazing. The other thing I want to note as well is that it's really important to have support around you. So in a lot of cases, I would strongly recommend that you you do have the support of a psychologist or a counselor. That can be very, very helpful as you go through this process because it, you know, it is difficult to, to deal with that fear and that anxiety that comes up when you're about to share your story with the world and share some really difficult things. So I definitely recommend that. If you don't have a therapist or a psychologist, I just really strongly encourage you to build a little support tribe around yourself. You know, build a little support squad. It could be really close friends of yours. It might be some family members but have people who are really going to build you up during this time. Um, I have some beautiful friends that I've been venting to quite a lot recently with some very strange um, things that have been coming up in my life since I've released the stories we carry, kind of like that situation that I shared just before and other things on top of that as well. And it's just really important to have people that you know are going to support and build you up. And as I said, that that can come in the form of professional help or people close to you, but you really need that support squad around you. So those are just a couple of tips when it comes to dealing with backlash. I hope you found that helpful. There's obviously a lot more that I could share when it comes to this, um, but I hope this has just gotten your wheels turning a little bit about some of the things that you can start to implement in terms of real and tangible things like blocking people online. Don't be afraid to do that. And also the, the mindset piece around that, about remembering who it is you're writing for and who it is that really needs your story. And above all, asking yourself this question, is my vision for this book and my story bigger than my fear? Because that's really what it comes back to. And that's what I remind myself of as I go forward with my story doesn't mean that I'm always fear-free, but I know that it's it's more important to me to put my story out there and to help stop other women and young people from going into abusive relationships than it is to be afraid of what an extended family member of mine might say about me speaking out or someone from my past coming back into my life and not being happy that I'm bringing up these things. I know for me what's more important and that's what I want to leave you with today. As always, I would love to hear if you found this episode insightful. I would love to hear what resonated with you most strongly or what what you enjoyed most. Of course, if you are looking for more support with your story and your book, I would love to hear from you and see if I can support you further. Reach out to me at jazzrulinson.com slash bookcoaching. That's where you can learn all about my signature program, the Changemaker Author Intensive, as well as my ghostwriting. And don't forget, you can also download my freebie, 14 Steps from Big Idea to Published Author, and you can get that from jazzrollinson.com slash author checklist. You'll find that in the show notes as well. 
All right, fellow changemaker, that's all for today. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead and I will see you in the next episode. Hey there, Changemaker. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you're feeling ready to take the next step in your author journey. As always, I'd love for you to hit the subscribe notification so that you can be the first to know when new episodes drop. And of course, if you're feeling ready to take the next step with your own writing and publishing journey and you're looking for one-on-one support, I would love for you to reach out to me at jazzrollinson.com slash bookcoaching. Until next time, keep writing, keep creating impact. And remember, there is always someone out there waiting for a story just like yours.